Believe in yourself, reach out for your dreams. Don't surrender, there is more than it seems. Hold on and fight, follow your heart. This is your way, love is what you make of it. Hi, this is Dr. Joe Luciani, along with my gifted daughter, and you'll see why in a moment, and co-host Lauren Simonian, welcoming you to another session of self-coaching where real-life emotional struggle, whether it's depression, anxiety, relationship conflict, losing weight, or simply handling life's challenges are all addressed, teaching you to become your own best coach. So you know why you're my gifted daughter, Lauren? I don't know, but I can't wait to hear. Thank you. Oh, you just You just summed up the whole podcast that's about to unfold. You said thank you. Hmm. Uh, you received the gift of my adjective, my gifted of daughter. your admiration. <laughs> <laughs> I guess today's uh, topic uh, it has to do with people who really have a hard time accepting gifts, praise. Yeah, just someone who you know the person you give them a gift and they get like almost panicky. Why did you do that for? I don't understand. Why, why did you give me? The, what would you say is is a at root cause for someone who has? I wish we could come up with a, a term for it. Um, I think what we're talking about is people that have diminished sense of self worth, where it's difficult to receive because you don't feel worthy. Yeah, I think a diminished sense of self worth. I think I think that's a better way of saying it. Neurotic humbleness is a little twisted. <laughs> But, but a diminished sense of self-worth, absolutely, that, that fits. So if one has a diminished sense of self-worth, it's, it's very difficult for them to not only receive gifts, but to sometimes ask for favors or things like that. And, and you know, I have a special song today that, that may help nail this down a little bit more and make it clearer. Would you like to hear that? Hmm. Yeah, bring on the clarity. But but I'm going to preface it by saying you're going to struggle with this song because you're going to think I have a diminished sense of perspective <laughs> playing it. But anyway, are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. So go ahead, let me know what you think. I mean, I think you have a diminished set of <laughs> songs to pick from. What is happening? Well, well, in my defense, I mean, we're talking about um, humbleness. We're talking about people that have difficulty accepting praise, gifts, etc. We're talking about self-esteem. How many songs do you think there are? I mean, I went through hundreds of songs and I settled on Take Me Out to the Ball Game because... Yeah, I want to hear this. All right, listen to the words, take me out to the ball game. Let's start with that. So here's a person saying, hey, do me a favor. Take me to the ball game. Buy me some peanuts and Cracker Jack. Man, I feel so good about myself. I'm going to ask for some peanuts and Cracker Jack. So take <laughs> me out to the darn ball game and buy me some good stuff. <laughs> 
right? So that's a person who's not afraid to ask for. Oh, wow. I know, I know, it's a stretch. I mean, okay. <laughs> I, <but> so <laughs> I tried, I really tried to get something that would, would, would indicate, you know, someone who doesn't want to accept gifts. So I, I settled on someone who's going to take what they want. And ask for it too. All right, I'll accept it. Nevertheless, it was the best I could do in a pinch. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even make fun of it that much. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm going to give you a scenario. You tell me if it sounds like something you've witnessed before. Okay. And I'm going to pretend I'm the neurotic person here, okay? Mm-hmm. And I know you're going to say, it's not pretend. <laughs> I was not going to You say. are so. I know you were. <laughs> Are you ready? Ready. So I'm at I'm at uh, I'm at your house, and okay. you and your husband have prepared this wonderful meal, and and I get up to leave, and your husband says, "No, stay a while and have some dessert," and being of low self esteem, I say, "Oh no 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 that's that's enough I've I've had enough I'm going to go home," and your husband insists he says. No, no, sit down. Come on, I made some wonderful dessert. And I say, no, 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 Uh, it's too much. I really can't, I I just can't stay. So I get up and leave. Then you call me up the next day and you say, dad, Mm -hmm. what's wrong with you? Why? And I say, what do you mean what's wrong with me? I was just trying to be polite. I was trying to not have have to have your husband outdo himself and and overdo his, his welcome. And you're saying, but do you know by doing that, you... You actually made it difficult for him. He wanted to do something nice for you, and you let your insecurities get in the way. So you see how that could get all convoluted in, in socializations where the the diminished, what do we call it? Diminished what? The DSSS. Diminished sense of self. Oh, DSS. <laughs> so the diminished, my diminished sense of self, I thought that I was graciously protecting your husband. And meanwhile, I wound up insulting him. Mm. Yeah, I I think that happens often. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but it doesn't happen that often because I can't remember the last time I was invited to your house for dinner. I can't remember the last time you didn't want dessert. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. I'll invite you over for dinner this week. Why do people have such a hard time accepting gifts, praise, etc. Is it, I always come to control. The person that gives us a gift, they're kind of, or at least for the diminished sense of self person, they're trying to now controlling the situation. And I feel out of control. Why do I feel out of control, you ask? Well, because now I feel the big word, obligated. See, someone does something for me, now, what the heck am I going to do in return? Or someone gives me a gift at work. Someone gives me this wonderful new pen and pencil set. And oh, geez, now I have to go out to the store and get something and, you know, of equal value or better. So it, it makes us, for the diminished sense of self person, it makes us feel out of control. Mm. Yeah, people that kind of like keep score to, yeah. uh, it, but, and that's, it's so unfortunate because there are so many people in the world who don't keep score, especially, you know, those that are close to people that have like intimate, strong relationships, you know, there's no, you did this for me. So I have to do that for you. It it just sort of balances out in time. And um, it's just sort of sad for the people that don't realize that because, 
you know, it's then you can never fully receive if you're if you're constantly thinking about, well, what do I need to do next? Like you're not in the present moment. You're not actually allowing for that gift to be what it truly is, which is Mm -hmm. a momentary exchange of love in that moment. You're you're kind of missing it because you're already thinking, you know, I don't deserve this. And how am I going to pay this person back? And I wish they didn't do this because now I have to figure out how to do something back for them. And so you're just missing the exchange. Yeah, you're absolutely right about missing the exchange, and and you know it's it's like re- when you receive with a kind of humility and acceptance, uh, then you're living with with a rhythm, a, a rhythm of giving and receiving. You know that keeps us balanced. It keeps us mentally nourished. So the person that can be involved in that life dance of giving and receiving, that's a nice balance. But so often it's just asymmetrical. We you know, we just have this skewed feeling of, please don't give me something worse than I feel so obligated. And some people fear that there's going to be strings attached. Oh, now he gave me that pen set. What is he, what is he after? What does he want from me? What does she, what does she think? So, so sometimes, we, you know, it's a, it's a kind of a paranoid. So it's diminished sense of self paranoia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why do you think some people feel so awkward about accepting a gift? I mean, you could see there's almost a panic that goes on. You know, they become red-faced. And and why do you think people become so awkward? Okay, maybe it has to do with just the attention that comes along with receiving a gift. You know, they're not used to being in the spotlight. Yeah, definitely. And also, I think, you know, a lot of people have this fear of of not knowing how to express their gratitude or, or how to be gracious in the moment. Almost like you know, in a, a social anxiety sort of, sort of mm-hmm. way, it's like, you, you almost overthink what your reaction should be, because you're so focused on giving back to the person that is trying to give to you. So instead of allowing your attention to be on the moment and to be on what's actually happening, many people's minds might actually be focusing on the other person instead of on themselves. Yeah. Do you think a, a common theme or maybe the most common theme of all, other than, you know, feeling someone's manipulating you or trying to coerce you into something, I kind of think, you know, the fact that you just feel that you're not deserving, you know, it's just that that just keeps coming back and back to me that that the low self-esteem person, you know, how could they possibly feel they deserve to be held in high esteem enough to be gifted? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I would think that they probably don't allow themselves to receive much of anything. They must constantly be in that state of of giving out instead of receiving, which is an exhausting way to live. So you all right, so you mentioned before. Let's let's say that someone listening to this is a person who could say, you know, I really don't receive gifts well. I really have a hard time accepting praise, accepting gifts, accepting a helping hand. I, I just I just feel, A, I don't deserve it. B, I don't want to be indebted to someone. That's another thing, right? You don't want to feel you owe somebody. Mm-hmm. So that's that keeping score you mentioned. I think that's a big part of it, too, that, you know, you are fiercely independent. And the reason you are fiercely independent is because if you owe somebody, then, of course, that's an obligation. And you feel now out of control until you perform that obligation. So it can be all convoluted. And it all comes down to insecurity. 
it, you know, whether you feel you don't deserve it, whether you feel threatened, whether you feel awkward, it's all about insecurity. So what can we do for someone who is manifesting their insecurity in such a way that it comes across as this awkward denial that I'm okay enough for someone to actually give me something? What can we do? Now, you mentioned mindfulness. How do we how do we open up to receiving? How do we just allow that to be? Any idea? Well, I think one thing to to note, I don't know if this is exactly tied to mindfulness, but I think it's important to realize that the loop between giving and receiving is very reciprocal. And sort of the irony in all of it is that when somebody is giving, they're, the biggest gift you could give them is to receive the thing they're giving. So yeah. if you're resistant to that thing, whether it's an actual gift or the gift of a favor or the gift of presence or love, whatever it is, if you are uh, immediately trying to offset that and you know pushing it away, that is actually not allowing the the person that's giving to to reach their full expression. So you cut that loop off. So not only are you not receiving for yourself, but you're actually also not allowing the person that's giving to get their full. Yeah, that's um, a good point. Because really, when you give, it makes you feel happy, right? It makes you feel good to be able to give something to someone you care about. Yeah, like what's better than watching someone, you know, open a gift or receive something that you created for them and, and to see that expression and, and just the joy that that someone has when they're fully in the receiving mode. Like that to me is is mm. the best. Yeah, and it's it's that joy that you get in being able to let that person know vis-a-vis -a, -vis a gift or some kind of praise just just how how joyful and happy it makes you feel as a giver so the the insecure person denies you that that pleasure right yes yeah it's true so i think that you know we we have one way to start to to grapple with this if if you do feel awkward if you do feel challenged by accepting gifts from people i think it's important that you realize that insecurity is speaking through you vis-a-vis uh, all of these hesitations that you have. And you need to practice, maybe start out by just practicing the words, thank you, and and go from there rather than saying, oh, you shouldn't have done that. And why did you do that? You shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't have, just thank you. Hmm. That's so true. It's true when someone gives you a compliment too. It's like very difficult to- well, you're, you're, you're so pretty. Thank you. <laughs> I just practiced because of your phrase. Um, yeah, no, I, I think that it even, you know, for me, I, maybe there is some insecurity there, but I still, I definitely, as we were talking, I'm thinking about uh, struggling with, you know, accepting praise without diminishing it. Like, you know, someone might say like, wow, that's so awesome, that thing you created. And it's like, oh, no, you know, I, I kind of messed it up a little bit, but thank uh, you. Yeah. Like, it's really hard to accept the compliment or the praise fully without like knocking it a little bit. That's a good point. I mean, th there's there's a cliff there, you know, where where you kind of run the risk. Of someone says, wow, I, I really like what you did there. There's a risk of saying, yeah, it's pretty good, wasn't it? <laughs> Damn good. Yeah. 
uh, you know, of being overly uh, kind of uh, narcissistic about it or being overly, as we said, humble. So it's that fine line in between where someone praises your efforts or, or your talents uh, to, to kind of express that in a way that is grateful and, and yet without being overly. So it's, it's learning to walk that middle ground with a lot of this. Yeah, it really is. And this is something that comes up a lot with, with younger kids. I know through teaching this idea of what's the difference between bragging and being proud of yourself. Like, how do you find that line where you are allowed to express pride mm -hmm. and joy in what you've accomplished and yet not, you know, not make others feel bad about it and, and not be, you mm -hmm. know, still be in a state of, of humble, humbleness and grace, but accept the pride and joy for the things that you've mm -hmm. accomplished. Like it's, it's really tricky and it's very hard to explain. Well, I'm glad you bring up bragging because, you know, my buddy, uh, the babe, oh boy, babe Ruth member. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, you know, babe Ruth is, has a, a famous quote where he said, if you can do it, it ain't bragging. And and it's kind of an interesting, you know, and, and he meant it when he told me that. <laughs> when he told you that? Did he also tell you to play Take Me Out to the Ball Game for your song? Today? Perhaps, perhaps. Okay. Uh, but if you can do it, it ain't bragging. And and I guess I guess there is a reality check that some of us are reluctant to to really be specific or literal about what we can do and what we can't do. I mean, if I went out and hit 60 home runs uh, in a season, I think that I would be justified in saying, yeah, I guess I guess I have a talent as opposed to, oh, no, no, you know, the ball just happened to hit my bat 60 times in the right spot. Mm -hmm. so, so I think I think it's important that we we have a credible and honest and realistic appraisal of ourselves. Not so easy to do. I believe that everybody has the ability to find greatness in themselves and that everybody at their core is is connected to to life force energy to to greatness i mean we all basically were born from stardust so we all have this greatness inside of us and it's it's unfortunate that our mind often will will kind of layer on all of this guilt and shame and Worth, worthlessness over time we almost like train ourselves to do that and it it um, diminishes our light our greatness yeah greatness to me uh, I don't know it just it it just seems inflated yeah I could see that and and yeah at our not that you're not great but, uh... <laughs> but say thank you thank you Thank you so much. We we throw terms around, but sometimes when we feel worthless, um, it's it's a stretch to even imagine feeling that we are have anything that is great within us. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's true. And so I guess the question is, how do you, you know, find a way to to be able to receive. I mean, I, it just is so sad to think about a life where you're, you're not receiving because you, and you're cutting yourself off from that abundance. It's like, you're, you're living, you're, you're living small. You're, you're making yourself, um, you know, less than 
That's a great, great, I'm going to interrupt. That's a great concept, living small. I like that. So that's that's a, a very useful kind of um, term to, to kind of throw out there. If you're living small, then that's that diminished, compressed ego. If you're living small, then your life is a, a, just a shadow of what it could be. So we how do we how do we stop living small well one way of course is to open ourselves up to our potential and that's where you know your your field comes in the mindfulness we we open ourselves up to to what is our isness mm. yeah I don't, yeah living small that 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 really resonates with me uh we don't want to live large but we we want to live accurately as to who and what we are potentially meant to be and i think we all have a certain potential that that needs to be at least approximated or articulated as best as possible and when it's compressed of course then it is uh, thwarted yeah living small you know there's also the concept of overgiving like i think there are some people that it, actually give too much mm -hmm. and that might be coming from that same insecure place of the people that can't receive yeah it would have to be right yeah yeah because basically it, it's maybe a need to be loved a need to be liked you know you're you're compensating for insecurity always the damn insecurity <laughs> yeah and i think sometimes being aware of the person that you're giving to is helpful because you don't want to, you don't want to give in a way that makes somebody else uncomfortable. Mm. And like, I, I know people that, you know, in order to prove their worthiness are constantly giving, 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 and that can feel very unbalanced mm -hmm. for the person that's receiving. So oh, I'm just looking at the clock. <laughs> do I know what time it is? Oh, I do. Does she ask? Or is that a statement? Or are you asking? I'm just stealing your line. Well, do you? Do you know what time it is? Oh, yes, I do. It, it is, is self-coaching self pep talk yeah. Yeah. And it's the self-coaching, self-esteem pep talk of the day. There are many reasons why people have difficulty accepting gifts or acts of kindness. But one reason is overthinking. Why did she offer to take me? I don't deserve such a nice gift. She's just saying she likes me. She doesn't mean it. Overthinking is a manifestation of insecurity, and insecurity fuels the problem making us squirm. The key isn't figuring it out and figuring out why someone's being nice to you. It's learning acceptance. How do you do that? By opening up your mind and your heart. Starting today, insisting on embracing any act of kindness as a gesture for what it is, a gift. Stop allowing insecurity to question the motive, the intention or the reason for the gift. Or worse, feeling you're not worth it. Come on, get out of your way and allow yourself to feel embraced by the gesture. Sure, it may feel awkward at first, but as the adage goes, just do it. And if your low self-esteem or distrust gets in the way, take a deep breath, swallow that pride. You'll only feel gratitude if you take a leap of faith, telling yourself that you're worth it. And if you're having a problem embracing the fact that you are worth it, 
I have one word for you, poppycock. And if you're a millennial and you don't know what poppycock means, Google it. So, oh my God. <laughs> What'd you say? That's all you got? I love it. I like the em- embracing the acts of kindness and finding gratitude in the moment. It's so good. Finding gratitude in the moment. So that's a that's a challenge because life, and I know this is going to sound kind of millennial of me, but but life can be a gift, right? I know, I know, I'm sounding like a millennial. I like your millennial talk. Tell me more. You just see, you're just being facetious. I can't accept that compliment. I'm sorry. <laughs> there is a line between knowing when someone is legitimately giving you a gift of kindness. And when someone is being facetious. Mm, that's that's a good point. Yes. So how do we know? That's that, that is a good point. How do we know when the gift giver is in fact a gift deceiver? Well, I but I have but, a problem with that. How do you know question? Because <laughs> part of what you just said in your pep talk that resonated with me was that you the overthinking it was what ruins the moment like instead of just accepting the gift a lot of us try to start you know unpacking this like well wait a minute you know what did I do and am I worth this and and do I have to do something in return and how are they feeling in this moment and like all of that ruins the moment so you can't actually enjoy the receiving so this is tangled Now, now yeah now now this whole podcast is set off on its ear because if we're going to accept the gift of kindness and and what about when when there is someone who is manipulating oh my gosh this this sends a monkey wrench into the whole thesis today well it kind of goes along with our overgivers right so there are overgivers and then maybe there are manipulative givers as well but, but you can't just open yourself up to gifts like we've been preaching the first part of this podcast uh and and just and just open your heart and accept something that may be nefariously intended right oh, I feel boy. as though most people would have the instinctual knowing when a gift is nefarious <laughs> like I feel like that's that doesn't happen that often right uh, now I'm, I'm just really confused here I'm just so confused so we don't want to overthink it obviously. <laughs> but but I think that you're right. I think you, you have to have some instinctual basis. So, you know, you can't let your insecurity and neuroticism see negative or nefarious things in safe places. So you do have to work on that insecurity. But I think ultimately, we have to develop instincts. Now, most of us know, when someone is coming around and trying to uh, deceive us. Come here, pal. I got a hot tip for you. Tell you what I'm going to do. So <laughs> so I think it is a matter of staying open, especially to the people we love. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's what I'm getting at. There are people in our lives who have proven themselves. They're tried and true. And these are the people that we open ourselves up to the thank you kind of feeling. And then there are people that are in our lives who really haven't proven anything. They're just in our lives and they come in and maybe in some cases uh, to take advantage of us. So I think we do have to cultivate our instincts. And maybe that's, would you agree with me that the bottom line is that with people that matter, people that we've come to live with, uh, spend time with, uh, experience, 
work with, people that we know. When we get a gift from someone like that, that's the time to really be mindfully open and respectful and allow that person to have the joy of giving that gift. And it's mm, that's a great distinction. Yeah. Boy, did I pull my how do I get out of that conundrum? And by gift, we're talking about like physical gift, but also the gift of time, the gift of presence, the gift of patience, like all of it, right? Yeah. The gift of time. I like that. I'd also like to admit that I did give a manipulative gift to someone I care about like a couple days ago. Come on. Yeah, to your granddaughter. Because I needed to get her to come with me into my car away from her mommy. And so I brought, I mean, I prepared to bring a gift with me. And I told her if she comes in the car that I would have something special for her. And I did. What was it? It was a little bracelet. Oh. But it was worth it. I mean, I don't know. I guess with little kids, the rules kind of change a little bit. See, we're, we're getting into all these conundrums tonight. And, uh, yeah, uh, there's a lot of caveats to this let's, let's start this whole conversation over. <laughs> How do we sum this up? I feel like we've been all over the place. Well, um, I think that we have to sum it up that this podcast is a gift to anyone who is brave enough and courageous enough to untangle some of the miscues that we threw out there. But I don't know if we did. I mean, we, we, we evolved with this podcast. We started out with sincerity in our heart. We were trying to give this gift of sincerity to, to, to those that might listen to this be, and hopefully are still listening at this point. <laughs> and, and we started to explore this and we realized that it's not it's not a simple uh, one plus one equals two. There, there are variations and there are nuances of taking and receiving. Oh, we didn't even talk about taking, did we? Hmm. Taking, interesting. Yeah, what about, huh. is taking ever a good thing when you take from somebody? Uh, well, I, I guess know. if someone's offering it, that's a, that's a good thing, if someone's offering it. But, sure. uh, but yeah, I don't know, oh boy. You know, we just keep getting deeper and deeper. Into this, <laughs> this needs to be a two-part podcast, although I don't think anyone's going to want to tune into part two. Is there a theme to today's podcast? You know, I didn't even have, <laughs> I didn't even have a formal theme now, a formal uh, title for this podcast. Now I know why. Mm. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, this is like an amorphous situation, but I, the idea of giving and receiving, I think, is just very interesting. And like you said, it's a little bit. Um, it's not cut and dry, but it is interesting because it, it makes you sort of notice your boundaries with others. Like it helps to define what feels good and what doesn't. And, and then to sort of, uh, understand why something feels uncomfortable for you is a good thing to investigate. Good, good point. Good point. Why, why am I feeling discomfort right now? What, this person ostensibly is offering me something nice. Why am I feeling discomfort? And, and analyze that a bit. Oh, not in the moment, because we don't want overthinking. There I go again. <laughs> Can't get away from analyze it. it later. How about, no, yeah. but I think I think what that's a great point is that maybe you could practice some sort of like canned response, like you had said earlier, like maybe just like thank you. I'm like, you know, this is so nice. I'm so appreciative. Uh, and then 
later on you can actually like go through with yourself and figure out where is the uncomfortable sensations like where are they coming from yeah. where are those you know thoughts coming from that dirty dog but the more you practice being gracious the easier it the easier it becomes and and you can then also start noticing the reaction from others that are actually appreciating your gracious reaction and that's a good a good kind of bottom line is that the more you practice being gracious so all those hesitations based on insecurity are, are really habituated responses of of that diminished self-worth and, and just by starting out with the thank you and being a bit more gracious, uh, it becomes easier and easier because you, you're just, you know, you're putting it on for size and you find out it works for you. People that give like to have that really gracious response in return. So for anyone that has this problem, keep in mind that as you practice being receptive, gracious, and thankful, you are really giving back a gift in that moment. Mm -hmm. Crickets, crickets. I'm giving you the gift of silence. I thought that was a gift of a thought there, and then you just let it hang in the air like that. No, I, 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 I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, okay. So, you know what? I would have to say that of all the things that we said tonight, uh, <laughs> I think we somehow managed to not make it even more convoluted for someone to understand. I think, I think ultimately we, 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 we kind of offered something that people could take away from this other than confusion. I hope so. Lots of little nuggets. Uh, but, you know, nuggets. life and psychology itself, it, it's an evolving kind of thing. You know, there are, there are you know, lots of uh, ambiguity that comes into play when you start trying to think about why we do what we do. And certainly one size doesn't fit all. I mean, there are many, many reasons why people gift and receive awkwardly. You know, so it's 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 really all predicated on, you know, that that thing we call psychology. And, and one's psychology is very unique. So when I give you a gift, my dear daughter, um, mm. it is given with the best of intentions and sometimes maybe get you to do a little favor for your old dad. <laughs> oh, I'm always ready to do favors for you. Gift or no gift. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Very... You don't have to manipulate me any longer. Well, very appreciative. It's good we better get out of this podcast. It's been one hell of a ride here. I don't know. Maybe you know what we do from now on? I think we should just have scripts and we'll read it each week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we might have really uh, gone on too many tangents we'll have here. A beginning, a middle, and an ending, and we'll make sure ahead of time. We'll we'll edit to make sure there's no contradiction. I don't know. Did we contradict ourselves, or did we just come? In I don't think so. Next week will be more linear in our. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So I'm gonna let you go because I know I know I've I've gotten the gift of your presence once again. And don't forget, I want to be invited over for dinner some night. Uh, and dessert. And dessert. Thank you very much. You got it. But you wouldn't be trying to get something out of me, would you? No, I'm giving... Oh, you mean to give you dessert? No. Um, no, I don't... Okay, okay. And make sure you visit our website. So let's start out with selfstudioslearning.com. How's that going? It's going well. We're getting ready for our fall classes. So be sure to check it out. Good. And 
selfstudioslearning.com is a sponsor of self-coaching. And do check out the website. Some marvelous things going to be happening in the next, we call it semester or next class? Yeah, uh, next session, next which session. starts in about a month. In about a month. So check it out. Selfstudioslearning.com. Where our other, oh, and that other website, selfcoaching.net, where you can learn more about our self-coaching philosophy. And while you're there, check out my latest number one best-selling book, Unlearning Anxiety and Depression. The four-step self-coaching program to reclaim your life. So until next time, remember that being victimized by emotional struggle is not an option. And by definition, victims are powerless. And you are not powerless. So remember, everything is hard until you make it simple. So join my ego-suppressed... No, you're, you're not. I was going to say ego-suppressed, Lauren. Join my... Here it is. So, join my gift of a daughter and me every week. And let's make it simple Believe together. Believe in yourself, reach out for your dreams. Don't surrender, there is more than it seems. Hold on and 